We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown. There's the snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 302 on the Blue Wire Network. I am Euros Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart and Pierre. Boys, how are we feeling? Feeling great. We got Kansas City in a week. We're about to shock the world. Um, I'm excited to talk about this roster, this depth that the Lions have. I'm excited. Malcolm, what's up with you, brother? What is going on, guys? We got football, man. Football coming back, man. Next week we have we're like what? How many days away? Seven days? Eight. Eight? Feels like seven. Man, I, I don't know, man. This feels great, man. Um, opening season against the Kansas City Chiefs on national TV. I can't wait, man. This is gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a show. So for obviously our final episode, we have to talk about the initial 53-man roster that the Lions released right after the preseason. And after that, it's game preview time. So, uh, you know, it, it is really coming down to the wire. It is really coming to that time. But like I said, we have to talk about these 53-man rosters. Before we start the episode, though, I'm going to promote it because I always do at the end of the episode. I want to do it when everyone's listening in the beginning. Guys, leave a five-star review. I see you guys are leaving the five-star reviews. I just need like an actual written review now because it's been a minute since I've seen a written review on the five-star review. So I'm going to ask for it now in the beginning of the episode while we get the majority of our crowd. So do that. So. All right. Yeah, that'd be really appreciated, guys. Like, yep. Now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about this 53-man roster. Let's talk about the guys who are on it, and we'll go just position by position. We'll talk about it. I mean, quarterback, don't think there's really much to talk about here. Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater. Those are your two quarterbacks. No Nate Sudfeld, no Andrew Martinez. Don't think there's anything to add there. Let's talk about something a little more interesting now. Yeah, Sudfeld was an IR. Sudfeld's IR. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Running backs. This is the one that's interesting because mm-hmm. something we've been talking about for, you know, the, since the preseason started was who is going to step up to this RB3 spot? Who is going to step up to the play and win this job? Um, as of right now, 
Nobody has because we don't have a third running back. We have two running backs on this roster, and it's the two guys everyone knows, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, and obviously uh, they kept fullback Jason Comendo. But I'll start off with you, Pierre. You look at this list. You saw on the lines released a roster. They don't have a single RB3 right now. Like, what's your thoughts when you see that? Yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, they got some guys that are injured. Good potential on IR, Julian Aquara and uh, Ifatsu Malakanu. They just signed Bam Knight to the practice squad today uh, via his agent. His agency tweeted that out. So I'm not worried. Maybe Craig Reynolds comes back. Maybe Bam Knight gets elevated on game day. I don't think they're rolling with two running backs on game day. So I'm not worried, to be honest. I mean, yeah, we'll I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm not shocked. It was it was interesting. Just to see. It was funny. You know, you just don't see an RB3. But I think what Pierre is, he puts in perspective, right, is that the initial 53-man rosters you see once they have to officially post some doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the 53-man roster going to week one versus Kansas City. There's still a lot of movement that could be here, that, that it could be calling a guy from the practice squad to the active roster, that could be um, placing a guy on IR and signing a, a random free agent that's just been on the streets or a guy who just recently got released by a different team. Like They, they could really go different ways. Um, I, and I, I think the option with Craig Reynolds, I think that is still very much in play. There could be a mutual agreement between Reynolds and the Lions and saying, once we officially place this guy on IR, we're going to sign you back. And they could have that agreement when they release Reynolds. We've seen that in the past before with the Lions. Um, one that comes to my top of the head is what they did that with, I believe, Darren Fells. I don't remember what year, but they did that with Darren Fells one year. It was early. They kind of had a mutual agreement that we're going to release you, but don't worry, we're going to bring you back before game day and once we, you know, make this uh, IR move or, you know, this right. roster move, right? So that that could potentially be this year's Darren Fells or Logan Thomas did it one year with us with the Lions. So that, that could potentially be that type of move with Craig Reynolds maybe because I agree with Pierre. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be another RB um, on the 53-man roster before the Kansas City game. Now, not confident saying it's going to be Reynolds, but it could be him. Like you mentioned, they, they signed Zonovan Knight from the Jets, and he's on our practice squad, so they could potentially elevate him as well. So, um, you know, r- right now I'm looking at these two running backs. Uh, there's going to be an extra guy added to this room, I think, before Thursday. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean come on. I mean, just just look around, look around the league, man. Like, you look at the New England Patriots. They, 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 they only have one quarterback on the roster. Um, there, was a, there was a year when, what, we had no kicker? Did we mm-hmm. have that we had we 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 had our fifty three with no kicker on the roster? Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely gonna change, man. I mean, there's there's no reason to panic at all. You just leave your trust in Brad Holmes. They know what they're doing. Um, they they have this down to a science. Um, so there's no reason to panic at all. Yep, I'm with you, Malcolm. Yeah, I mean, most of this stuff is just paperwork right now. And, like, you you know, sometimes you don't want to give that advantage of, like, who is going to be for the opponent you're going to play. Like, that that right. could be something in play. But, like we said, man, there's going to be another running back on this roster before Thursday. Like, I'm, I'm – Well, there is. Damn night. There already is one. He's on the practice squad. But I'm saying on this 53-man roster. But, yeah, yeah you you're right. You're right. They don't even need to do that. They could elevate him for game day. That's part of the new rules yeah. is that you could elevate a guy from the practice squad to game day. So, that, that, that could potentially be in play, too. So, they're going to have a third running back. I should say activated on Thursday for Kansas City. Now, who yeah. that's going to be, we'll probably have to talk Find about that out. next episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably have to talk about that next episode on the game preview. But as of right now, yeah, th- this is what you got. So there'll be another guy there. All right, let's go to. You guys want to talk about Jason Cabinda? Is there any shock there? I know some Lions fans didn't want him there. I'm not shocked by this at all. 
I'm not shocked. I thought maybe they would have maybe cut him and kept Daryl Daniels, but Daryl Daniels on the practice squad. Yeah. And they love Kabinda. You know, he's a good leader, so I'm not shocked. Okay. Yeah, because I remember, I think it was you, Pierre, that didn't have him in your 53-man prediction, I believe, so. Okay. Yeah, but I'm not shocked. I mean, those not are so hard to do, bro. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about an interesting position here at the wide receiver position. So you got Amon Ross and Brown, you got Josh Reynolds, you got Kali Freeman, you got Marvin Jones, and then you have the seventh round pick from UNC, Antoine Green, taking over that last wide receiver spot. Obviously, there was a lot of conversation here. Is like, is it going to be Antoine Green? Is it going to be Dylan Drummond? Is it going to be Chase Coda? Is it going to be some random free agent that gets cut? They decide to go with Antoine Green. I'm going to go to you, Pierre. Do you think this was the right decision of going with Antoine Green as that final spot? Well, if you think about it, they drafted Antoine Green, and I'm sure maybe they thought other teams had interest, and they brung in Dylan Drummond and Chase Cota as undrafted guys. And by the way, Chase Cota got weighed with the injury settlement. So he's not on the roster right now, and I don't think he could be until that injury settlement expires. But yeah, so Dylan Drummond's on the practice squad, and Antoine Green's a the guy they drafted. And I mean, he showed he showed a he showed a flash in that last preseason game. He showed his speed, you know. He, he took it what was it seventy yards or whatever it was. Yeah, he showed that speed. Right now, you know, Dylan Drummond is you have kind of like guys like Dylan Drummond, like I don't want to say like Amon Ra, but he's like a smaller receiver. Antoine Green's a bigger receiver that you don't really have on the roster. A bigger, faster receiver. Josh Reynolds is big, but he's not as fast as him. So they kind of need a guy like that. Yeah, and I, I think that last game, like you mentioned, was huge for him. And, like, we were kind of waiting for a moment for many of these guys if it was going to be a, a Drummond, a Green, or Chase Cota before he got injured, right? Like, we were waiting for a moment of, like, one of these guys to really step up to the play and kind of take over this wide receiver five spot. And when we made our predictions, that was after the Jacksonville game, so we didn't have, we haven't seen the, the Panthers game yet. The, you know, I, I was waiting for it, and I think Antoine Green had that moment. Like you said, that 70-yard catch, like I, that could have potentially solidified that spot on the roster. And, you know, you mentioned that they, they liked Antoine Green, you know, back in April more than the other guys because they used, decided to use a draft pick and, you know, assure that they're going to get Antoine Green rather than let him go in the undrafted market and then take a risk that he sends with a different team. Like they, they liked him enough for to use a draft pick rather than the other two guys. So um, it was a close battle. Like the other guys made it interesting, you know, especially Coda, especially Drummond. Like they, they made it very interesting in camp and in these preseason games. But I, I think at the end of the day, Antoine Green won that spot in that last preseason game. But you know, even though he's on this roster right now, like he's not safe still. Like, you know, he's still a guy that has to work hard and, you know, uh, assure that roster spot. Because, you know, when, when you talk about who is the 53 man, 53rd guy on this roster, the 52nd guy on this roster, like, you know, you can make a you can make an argument that he's one of those guys right there. So, like, he still has to prove it in practice in these games that he deserves to be on this roster. Because if he doesn't, you mentioned they have Drummond on the practice squad. Like he could always be promoted, and they can and Maurice Alexander as well. And Maurice Alexander. Part. So like you know, like he still has to work hard. So congratulations to him for making it right now. Uh, but like like I said, you know he's got to keep you know the the progression and show something that he deserves to stay on this roster, and especially if he wants to stick around on this roster after that six weeks after James Williams comes back. Speaking of elevations, Maurice Alexander is another guy get elevated and be your. Khalif is the punt returner. He could be your kick returner. So yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. It's possible too, as well. 
What about you, uh, Malcolm? I believe you actually had Antoine Green in your 53-man roster predictions. I did not. I had Maurice Alexander. Yeah, I had Maurice Alexander. I thought that he, I mean, I I knew it was a very close battle between, you know, that, what is it, obviously we're five we're talking about here. Um, I knew knew it was going to be a close battle because all those guys were like neck to neck. Um, I mean, if you're talking about that third preseason game, I think that's what separated um, you know, green from everybody else. He had a really big preseason game. That that week three preseason that was that was his biggest game, and that's where he came and showed out. And so I think that's what made him make, actually make the roster. I, I don't think he. I think if he didn't have that big of a game, I think they would have probably won Drummond over him because Drummond was the more productive player in practice and in training camp. But I mean, he showed that he showed flashes. So that, that's good to have on your roster, man. I have no complaints. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a good competition to have, too, because, like, these guys are still going to be going at it in practice. You know, they still have an opportunity to prove it. So I'm glad they kind of kept all, right. all those guys around and that, like, you know, it, it's still going to be a healthy competition with the, mm-hmm. you know, within for to compete for that final spot. All right. Let's talk about tight end. This is very quickly. Sam Laporta, Brock Wright, James Mitchell. Not really yep. much shock there. I mean, if you're in Peter's boat, maybe like the Daryl Daniels could have. He's on the practice squad, so I'm happy. Yeah, like that. I that was another guy who could potentially get elevated on game day as well. Potentially, yeah, like that. That could have been a play, maybe, but I don't think it was much of a shock. I think that's no, pretty yeah, much yeah. everyone had was this is the chalk, but um, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. All right, offensive line. Not really much stock here either, you know. I think one, I guess you could say a little bit maybe they decide not to keep Jermaine Fetty, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not shocked by that. By the I way, think. Jermaine Fetty got signed by the, the Bills, Bills right, away. right? Yeah, yeah. I told so. you guys that. I'm like, other teams wish they had our tackles. Even though our tackles are bad, other teams' backups are worse. So, you know, I mean, we talked about that yeah, during so, the preseason stuff. So. so their offensive line looks like Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Panay Sewell, you got Halaputi Vitae, Graham Glasgow, Matt Nelson, and Colby Sore still. So maybe you expected one more guy here if it was going to be one of those guys, but none of them stepped up. We talked about this in our predictions. None of these guys really impressed, and it's not much of a shock here. Um, Matt Nelson's been all reliable for a couple of years now, so I understand why he gets the nod here. And obviously they have that package with him to play that, you know, where they yeah, like to go extra offensive alignment where he's eligible yeah. as a tight end, right? So yeah. I think the big question for me looking at this offensive line going to week one, and I still don't think we've got an answer from these preseason games because they didn't play, is who's going to be the starting right guard? Is it going to be Big V or is it going to be Graham Glasgow? I honestly don't care. I have faith in both of them. Whoever it is, it is. Yeah. I do want to say one thing, though, in regards to offensive line, keep an eye on Connor Galvin. He was apparently like one of PFF's highest graded tackles. I don't know how they grade or whatever, but the Lions also kept him on the Pratt squad and they like him. So he could potentially, you know, as he develops, as as the year goes on, we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, you know, and I think something with Galvin, too, he was taking second team reps a lot, too, uh, during practice. So they obviously have some high regards of him. So if an injury does happen, um, I, I could definitely, I could definitely see them going to a Galvin if, if an injury does happen to the offensive line. Yep. So, knock on wood. Yeah. All right. I think that's pretty much on the offense. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about defense and then special teams. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about this defense now. All right, edge rusher. This was a stacked position, and I think we kind of all assumed that one guy was going to be out here uh, just because there were so many guys. But, you know, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell said, no, fuck that. We're going to keep all of them. We, you know, maybe there's a potential plan that they place one of these guys on IR. But as of right now, we're looking at it. They're keeping all of those edge rushers that we talked about. Aiden Hutchinson, Charles Harris, John Kaminsky, Josh Pascal, James Houston, who reportedly, I don't know who the report I think was, that was on the bullshit. trade market. <laughs> For what it's worth, I think that's bullshit. I agree. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Come on, uh, man. <laughs> Romeo Aquara and Julian Aquara, they all make the initial 53-man roster. I'll start off with you, Pierre. Were you a little shocked to see all, all of them make it, or do you think there's potentially something? So more? I was, but then I thought about it. They just kept their best players. And when you think about like a deep defensive line, bro, if you go into the, with these, I don't think all of them will be active on game day, but most of them will. You could just keep them fresh, like keep rotating them, keep them fresh. All these guys are good. Like none of them are like trash. Like they're all good, right? Obviously some are great. Some have stuff to work on, but each one of them is good at something. Like they don't really like have like, they're not like, oh, this guy sucks. Why is he on the roster? They're all talented. I think we'd all agree on that. And Brad Holmes and, Dan Campbell looked at this like, man, you can never have enough good pass rushers, so we're going to keep them all. That's why I thought of it when I saw that. I was like, okay, I fuck with this. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. You know, right? And, like, I think we kind of just – we we sometimes when we're doing our prediction, we're like, oh, we can't have that many of this guy. We have to put somewhere in this position. But sometimes it is as simple as Pierre says it. It's like just take as many – good players as you got. Like, why are we getting picky now? Why are we going to take a worse player to different position just because he plays a different position? If he is more, if Julian Aquara or Romeo Aquara or whoever, right, they are more talented than another guy who plays corner, That like, that shouldn't be the thought process. And I think sometimes we overthink it a little bit, right? right. Like, we, we, yeah, we overthink we it's like, you know, we're thin on corner. We're thin, yeah, that's just an example. We're thin on safety. So you should bring an extra safety instead of bringing extra rushers. But, yeah, Peter brings a good point. It's like, you, you could rotate these guys in and out. These guys get hurt very often because it's very physical in the you know the defensive line and offensive line. So these guys get injured a lot. So you want reliable guys there. So at first, yeah, it's like, wow, we're keeping a lot of edge rushers. But then when you really think about it, it's like they're all talented. And they were going to get on a 53-man roster somehow. Like if they weren't going to be with you, they're going to be on a 53-man roster somewhere else. If that's Romeo, if that's Julian, if that's whoever, right? Like they're, they're going to be on a 53-man roster somewhere else. So um I like it. You know, it's it's good to have defensive line depth. It's something that we haven't had, um, like, ever. Uh, you know, Brad Holmes has really reframed yeah. that, you know, that defensive line depth and making it very important. So, you know, you're never going to complain about having enough edge rushers and just having enough defensive linemen right. in general. So, I'm cool with it. But I think it's something to note. Julian did get hurt in that last game versus the Panthers. So, yeah. maybe he could potentially be an IR candidate. We don't know yet. But – Overall, I think it's 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 a good thing that you're keeping all these guys in your within your organization. 
And just to say something about the IR stuff. So, like, if he was placed on IR before initial roster, he'd have to be out for the year. Now, with the new IR rules, he could come back after four weeks. So, and then I think they got up to eight weeks. If they don't elevate it, like, bring him back, then he could be out for the year if they don't do that after eight weeks. So, those are just the new IR rules so you guys know. All right. Let's talk about the interior now. Not really much surprise here, so this will be pretty quickly. They decide to go with Lee McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, Levi Enrique. Great story. Benito Jones makes this 53-man roster, and then Project Martin, the third-round pick, makes the 53-man roster. So, start off with you, Pierre. Where do you want to start off with this interior? I'm assuming yeah, Levi I just want to start with my guy first, Levi Enrique. You guys know I've loved this kid since he was in college, even before we drafted him. If you guys were the show, he was one of my guys in the pre-draft process. Um, I actually just sucked he was her, and then we heard rumors in the offseason he will never play again. He might have to retire. His back is all this, all that. Man, this guy came out. He showed flashes. I'm happy for him. Hopefully he stacks up these things and beats, becomes a solid rotational guy for us. Like I don't think he's going to be the guy we expect him to be during draft time because when you have that, but you miss that much time and back injuries and all that, it's hard to come back from that. But I think he'd be a good rotational piece, man. So I'm really happy for the guy, bro. So is that your expectations for him? Is this will be a rotational piece? Uh, like when he's in there to make plays, but he can't. I don't think he could play like lots of snaps because it's back. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, yeah, the lines are deep, though. Like we just named all these guys. Kaminsky and Pascal could play interior, right? Like, But you I'm don't want those guys on every down interior. No, you don't. I don't, I don't think they have the size, but. That's your pass rush. Yeah, your uh, pass rush guys. Uh, as far as him and Bugs, I mean, who do you see starting? I think Bugs is the starter. And then I do think if they want to if they want to go like more heavy like on the run they'll maybe they'll bring in Isaiah Benito and the lean like just depends what packages or sub packages they want to run and depending I guess also depends on like the matchups you have but I do think Levi is going to show flashes this year I mean he showed it in preseason he showed it during camp hopefully he could stack up those days and just keeps developing gets better and better. Yeah, I mean, I think early on it's going to be bugs. Uh, maybe eventually you can go to a, a defensive tackle room or def- like starting defensive tackles of Aleem and Levi if, if he does progress. But I think he still has some more to prove in, in these games and obviously in practice going forward. But I think it's a good sign that he's on this roster. He was healthy at the preseason and played well. And, and uh, that's a good sign going forward. Take a step by step. And then, you know, if he keeps progressing, like I said, slowly but surely, maybe we could see more reps out of him and more snaps if he could prove that he could play healthy. And, you know, if he's too good to, you know, be on the field, you know, you're going to make opportunities for him. And I do think Benito Jones was brought back because I don't think Broderick Martin is ready yet. Like, we've seen flashes from him, but the guy's still, like, if you watch the preseason games, I mean, he's still, like, he was getting, I don't want to say he was playing bad, but you, you could tell he was a rookie. You could tell he played at a small school. And even, like, if you guys watch Inside the Den, Brad Holmes base said, like, this is a guy, like, we want to develop. Like, I don't think they thought he's ready to play right now. So I think that's why Benito's on the rod. He's, like, probably Isaiah's top backup. Yeah, as far as nose tackles, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think because they, they just don't have much nose tackles anymore. Uh, <clears throat> Lee McNeil lost all his weight now. Um, yeah, he's, he's at three now. They were he's, at three, he's at 300. You can't put Lee McNeil in nose tackle anymore. Oh. That, that's, that's not another question. So you only have two guys on the roster that's over 220 pounds. I mean, sorry, 320 pounds. 320 pounds. <laughs> 300, 320 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you want those bigger guys to be a nose tackle. Like, you, you talk about nose tackle, they have to be 320 and up. And besides Broderick Martin, I mean, Benito Jones the only one you have. So if they, want, if they do want to go to those, those big packages where you have a nose tackle, you may want to have more than one. So, I mean, that, that could be the reason why they kept them. Yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, with Bedino, too, he's got his experience here. He's been here for a year now. You know, they used a waiver claim on him this time of year last year. So, he, you know, he's been within the organization for a year now, has some experience. I mean, he is what he, he is. Good, he had a good camp, too. Yeah, you know, he was he is solid in camp, you know. So, uh, Buzz is also 335, Malcolm. He's 335, too? Yeah, I looked it up. I thought, so we I, thought, three guys. I, thought Bugs, I thought Bugs lost weight. I thought the Bugs was like under the, the, the three. No, he's, he's, he's in the big fucker category. Oh, shoot. I even shoot. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. A-Sean and Snack Robinson. <laughs> like, those days were fun. Like, they had like, a little run. It was like oh. eight, nine weeks. Big fuckers. Good luck running it up the middle. Man. <laughs> That's when we first started the pod, man. The half year of 2018 when we acquired Snacks, that was... <laughs> Man, that was so optimistic after that point. I mean, man, we got those two guys were fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie, it's the run. <laughs> no one was able to run it up the middle, man. But man, that was like, good at on that is one of my favorite segments in our pod history. Is the big fuckers of snacks and Ashawn Robinson, man. You know, we we like to throw in some other guys there, but like those are the OG big fuckers. They are. They are. No, no one will ever take that title from. And I, and I got it from what's his face? Um, what's that guy's name? Sims he used to be on Bleacher Report. Now he's with NBC. He used to call him the big fuckers. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna use this. Yeah, we mentioned it on our show too. Let me guys. Let me ask you guys a question, man. Do you guys see this position, this interior, being fine, or do we still need that elite guy there? I think they're baking on Aleem's. Like, if you've seen the way that they've like they've kind of been in this regime, is they're like they're comfortable with developing guys and trusting their guys. I think they're expecting a big year of Aleem, like that thirty-year jump where guy where players make. We talk about this every year. I think Aleem could potentially break out this year and be a really good player. He lost some weight. They changed his position, like nose tackle to three tack. He's still like a defensive lineman, but. You know, he's going to be rushed the passer more instead of playing the run. Um, so, yeah. Play, I, play, yeah, play the gap, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He's he's going to be more of a pass rusher than a run stuffer. Yeah, I mean, I think the defense tackle room, you look at it right now, it's 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 not great. Like, I think when you look throughout the whole roster and you look at positions, like, what is the strongest, what's the weakest? I think you could put this in probably towards the weakest, right? Like, it's, it's not the greatest room, but... They have some guys who could play interior, right, with Pascal, and they have Kaminsky who could play the interior. But, yeah, you know, it is a lot of hope right here. It's like, how is Aleem going to look at a new position? How is Levi Anzarike going to look? Because he's played very limited. How is Roderick Martin going to look? He's a first, you know, a first-year player. Right. Isaiah Bugs, he's a, you know, solid player, but, you know, never been a huge contributor. And Benito Jones, we kind of just talked about him. Like, had a good camp, but, like, nothing sexy there, right? So, it's nothing great right now. And I think going into week one, I feel fine. But this could change. You know, if they struggle within the year and, you know, the Lions are a good team and they could potentially be buyers at the deadline, at the trade deadline, you look at that October 31st deadline, maybe it's like, oh, who's available at the defense tag? Maybe the Lions could buy someone there. But right now, going to week one, I feel okay. Feel pretty confident, but it, it could be a room that we could definitely use some improvement if a certain guy comes available or if the room is not playing like how they should be. My concern with with like the Kansas City matchup is actually the interior because Kansas City's strength on offense, other than Mahomes, is their interior offensive line. They got Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Joe Tooney. All those guys are, are really good. They're like our guys, kind of. Yeah, you can make the argument that their guys are better than our guys on the interior. Like they. They move guys, man. They're really physical. And I think, I mean, the Lions obviously pass against that, but it's just different when when you play those guys. So, you know, I'm just scared if they get gashed in the run game a little. That's my concern going to Kansas City. I'm not going to lie. Is Kansas City going to run the ball? 
Um, I think they're going to do a little of everything, but if Detroit can't stop the run, it's going to be a long ass day. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's for next week's episode. That's for next week to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just know the Lions game plan going into, but we'll save it. But yeah, overall, though, I think right now I feel like, okay. What about you, Bob? Do you feel okay with it, or do you think you can use another guy, or what's your thoughts in that room? I think I'm going to give it a couple weeks. I want to see how it looks. Fair. Yeah, I want to see if this is a unit that could come together and play together, and, 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 and you know, that whole offensive line, I'm sorry, defensive line just look like a strength of, of the defense and like they get after the quarterback to stop in the run. Heck, I mean, you're looking at the preseason and I think we were third in defense um, just in preseason. Uh, just preseason. We did um, with the grand stall because they weren't really playing. Yeah, right, grand stall, no. and, yeah, and none of the starters played. None of the starters played. But they played They played well. I mean, and if they go in there with the same concept and they stop the run and um, then it just won't, won't be something to talk about. If they can stop the run, there won't be something to talk about. But if they're getting gashed in the running game and, you know, it just it just makes the, the whole defense look bad, then, yeah, then we might have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm waiting to see right now. I want to see how it looks. And that's why I said, like, if, if it is a struggling position by that deadline time, maybe you look to acquire a guy there if you're a good team, right? So, um, as of right now, yeah. It's because, like I said, so experienced. Aleem's playing a new position. Levi hasn't really much played football. You know, Brodrick's a rookie. And then it's Isaiah Bugs and Benito Jones. It's not like, you know, it's a lot of, like, wait and see. Like, what are these guys going to turn out to be? To be the honest, thing is, though, on third down, you got Kaminsky and Pascal and yeah. Hodge and all those guys. Man, those guys can rush the passer. We're going to have a NASCAR package. On that that third down package? package? That NASCAR package is on point, so I'm not really worried about That's that. That's how you got to stop the run. You stop the run, you get third and long, man, good yeah. luck. I don't care who yeah. your whole line is. That's all I'm saying. They have a lot of guys that's going to be able to, to go, go out to the quarterback. That's, that's going to be a fun – and you got guys that can blitz, guys that are versatile. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but, man, but it's going to be a fun defense. The only reason I'm asking this question is because I know going – into the, the the season, you know, the, the whole offseason, we're like, all right, we this is the weakness of the team. We have to get somebody in there, and all they did was bring everybody back. That's all yeah. they did, bring everybody back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, they added Broderick, but yeah, I agree with yeah, that. They, they just Broderick. want to develop their guys, you know, and, and I and I like that philosophy. I mean, we saw how it worked with you know Jared Goff, kind of. They brought him in, he struggled, then he got better as the year went on. You know, better coaching, a little. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, dare I say, Will Harris? He was a safety. They moved in the corner, right? He played solid. I mean, who else? By the way, by the way, by the way, listeners, that's coming. Becoming, <laughs> stay, stay tuned for quarter. That, that, that's, actually, <laughs> that's actually becoming Pierce, one of Pierce's favorite players. By the way, but let's go on. Um, yeah, no, the defensive tackle room and just the defensive line room. I think that's it's it's fine right now. Um, and I think you bring a good point. Like, yeah, they just pretty much did bring back other guys with Broderick Martin, but like. Their new position, like Aleem's playing a new position. You know, like how is he going to look there? He lost all that weight. Like, I, I don't. It's not the same Aleem McNeil we saw the first two years, in my opinion. You know, so like it's almost like you're getting a new player there because it's a, you know he, he's he's going to be playing a different position and you know he looks like a different person right now just with all the weight he lost. So you know that's going to be interesting. Then with Levi, obviously, I want to see how he looks just playing more football because we haven't really seen that because with all the injuries. Yeah, it'll be good to see. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the linebackers. There's no shock here. Alex Anzalone, Jack Campbell, Derek Barnes, Malcolm Rodriguez, Jalen Reese maven and they decide to keep Anthony Pittman. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you got anything to add there? The first four could start for lots of teams. The, the, like, the last two, they're special team dogs. So, I mean, I got no complaints. Man. And they've been here for – I mean, Reese maven obviously left last year to Houston, but – Pittman's oh, been here forever, and then Reese Maven has been here 
like he's been here for a while, right? Like, he was, he wasn't he a special team captain at one time for us? Like, I believe in 2021. Like, yeah, I mean, we've seen what year. he could do. Yeah, yeah, we can see what he could do. He's a good leader, you know. He's a he's a good guy. Um, he could play linebacker if you need him to play linebacker. Not ideal, but if you need him to play linebacker, he could play linebacker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, so, you have to go really down the depth chart for him to really see him or pay right. on the defensive side of the field just because, like you said, we have four guys that are capable of starting, and, you know, they're, they're going to get the nod, for, you know, every week, obviously. And, you know, so I don't even have to worry about those two really seeing the defensive side of the field. Yep. Malcolm, got anything to add? I'm assuming not, right? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, the only thing is that we thought maybe we have too many. Yeah. And one of them had to go. I thought that too, but, but um, or something like that. All, yeah. of them, all of them bring something to the table, man. It is my thing is is are they gonna rotate these guys? How are they gonna keep like are they uh, how are they gonna play all these guys? That, that's my thing. I think oh, all the top them, four. Yeah, the top four. They could, I, I think all of them bring something different to the table, and they all should. I think they're all gonna contribute to the team in some type of way. I don't think they're gonna be benched or just waiting for yeah. injury. I think they're gonna ro- maybe ro- maybe rotate these guys or certain packages. I think they'll play have them like in certain sub packages and packages. I think like they'll play to their strengths, right? Like for example, if you want to be in coverage, you're probably putting Jack Campbell out there. If you want like a thumper who's huge, maybe I mean Malcolm Rodriguez is not the biggest guy, but he's really good against the run. So, you know, Derek Barnes, he's big, he's solid against the run. I mean, they have lots of options. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's talk about this cornerback room because obviously this is where you know, this was a deep position in camp. We had a, a couple of UDFAs really, you know, surprise some people and make this very, very interesting, right? So they decided to go with Cam Sutton, Jerry Jacobs. Oh, and I even mentioned Emmanuel Mosley is back off the PUP list. So that's huge. You know, he's on this 53-man roster. That was obviously a big question if he was going to be on the initial 53 or if he's going to be placed on PUP and miss the first four weeks. But big news, he's back and he's on the initial 53, which is great. So you got Sutton, Jacobs, Emmanuel Mosley, Brian Branch, Will Harris makes his team, Stephen Gilmore makes his team, UDFA, and then they decide to go with Khalil Dorsey, which is, I think, a bit of a surprise to some people. So, Peter, you look at this cornerback room. Um, what, 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 What's your thoughts on it? Obviously, no Chase Lucas and obviously no Starling Thompson V, who was phenomenal and got claimed by the Cardinals. Yeah, and Chase Lucas guy signed to the practice squad. He had yes. offers from other teams, chose the Lions practice squad. Um, when you look at it, just – Forget, like, the players. Just from last year, you had Mike Hughes, uh, Jeff Okuda, Amani Awarie. Amani Awarie just got cut by the Giants. I don't know what – I think Mike Hughes is on the Falcons right now. I'm not sure. Um, and Jeff Okuda got hurt with Atlanta, which is unfortunate. He's going to miss some time. So when you – and then you look at this year, you got Cam Sutton. One of the biggest issues last year in the secondary was communication, and Tomlin said this guy – like communicate everything on defense, make sure the guys were lined up correctly. So hopefully you're not going to have that issue. You have Jamie Jacobs coming into year three. I always say year three is that year where those players make those big jumps. And he's a starter. Mosley's not starting. They named Jacobs the starter, basically. Mosley hasn't practiced. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play week one, honestly. He's just missed a lot of time. He has to learn. He has to get accumulated a little, you know, get into football shape. I think that's what Campbell called it last year with Jama. He's getting into football shape, right? So, and then you got guys like Will Harris, you know, last year, like, not ideal to start him, but I would probably rather have him out there than Mike Hughes. Is that wrong to say? Yes. I mean, I don't know. 
<laughs> the reason why, the reason why is because he could play inside, outside, and safety. He could do a little of everything. And he was he was solid last year when they called his name. It was against Buffalo. Who did he play? Uh, yeah, it was Buffalo. He wasn't bad. Yeah. I think people kind of with Will Harris just forget that, like, when he was a safety, he was so bad with us that they kind of just forget to see how solid he was last year as a player. Like, I'm not saying he was great. I'm not saying he was bad. He was like an average solid player. Like, he got the job done, you know? He wasn't, like, getting burned left and right. Jeff Okuda was getting burned left and right. He wasn't. Will Harris was not getting burned, like... People, like, talk a lot about Will Harris. The thing is, too, with him is so... He actually so his cap hit is one point two three million and he's he's making like two and a half million. But the NFL made this like new rule where like it's it's a contract benefit. If you're a fifth year player and you're on that team, they could resign you like that, less against cap, but you make more money. So if they cut him, you would have count two and a half against the cap versus Captain one point two three million against the cap. Yeah, right. I, I think the way Lions fans and I agree with them honestly here, or the majority is against Will Harris, right? I think it's because we cut good players to keep Will Harris around is what, what frustrates people. It's like, okay, I'm seeing we get rid of a Starling Thompson who was great in camp and had some good moments in these preseason games. I see us get rid of a guy like Chase Lucas who's on the break squad, which is good. But we weren't fortunate enough to keep Starling Thompson because they decided to keep Will Harris on this roster. And you're right. He is versatile. He could play the outside corner. He could play the nickel. He could play safety if you want. And special teams. I just don't think he's good at any of those corner positions that it makes him more valuable than the other guys. Even though Chase Lucas is primarily a nickel or Sterling Thompson is primarily an outside corner. I think they are better at what they do than what Will Harris does at their position. If he has to play the outside, I trust Sterling Thompson more than right now. Which might sound crazy because he's a UDFA who hasn't played a regular season game. I feel more confident in Sterling Thompson waters. Well, here's the thing, Tyler. When you look at Sterling Thomas, you look at Cam Sutton, and you look at Jerry Jacobs, they're all similar size. They're all kind of similar, like... They're smaller. Athleticism. They're smaller guys, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Will Harris, he's athletic. He's a little bigger. He's stronger, you know? So what, what, you also want to get that mixture. What does that mean? What does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? I mean... But they both play outside. I mean, you're talking about who's going to defend the ball better, you know, on the outside, whether he's six foot one or, or five foot ten. They both do it the same way. I mean, you're probably going to lean more to the, the shorter guy in this situation. But they did it, though. And I bet you if Will Harris was a free agent, he would have, if they released him, he would have signed right away on the team's active roster. He probably, he probably did. He probably would have signed just as quick as uh, Sterling Thomas did. I mean, the way I'm looking at it this way, I, I honestly feel like this coaching staff have a high trust in Will Harris, in which we all know that they do. The, the, the coaches have, they believe in Will Harris. As far as, like, if something were to happen, they feel comfortable with him being in there because I guess you don't have to tell Will Harris what to do or they feel like you don't have to tell Will Harris what to do. He just – you put him in there and he knows what to do. Um, so I, I just think it's a trust factor. It's kind of important because those guys, like Tyler mentioned, are are better. It's like Will Harris has got Will Harris, and he's like, okay, Will Harris could do all these different things, but what is he good at? And you're like, shit, nothing. He's okay everywhere. He's okay as a slot, as a nickel. He's okay on the outside. He's okay. But you look at that, oh, how many how many PBUs he have? Probably I think four one. last year. He has he had four PBUs? I believe so, yeah. Four PBUs and how many, you know, passes thrown at him? You know? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> and how many interceptions did he have? What, one? And he got yeah, tipped? It was a tip one? It was a tip interception. I mean, he did get a, a force from move last year. So, I mean, he played okay. I, 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 just, I just can't say he played great. But the reason why I don't personally don't care is because 
Will Harris is not you're not gonna really see you're not really gonna see Will Harris this year as far as like defensively because even if somebody got hurt on the outside, you're gonna put in somebody else. Like yeah, for example, yes. so if, if Jacobs is a starter and Jacobs get hurt, most likely Mosey's going in there. And the nickel, you know, whoever's playing nickel, I don't know. I don't Brian know Branch is Brian a starter at nickel. If so Brian Branch get hurt, who's going CJ to probably him? goes to nickel and Tracy goes back to CJ, safety. You know, put CJ back there. So and I, Tracy goes back to safety. And go back to safety. So I don't see a situation, a scenario unless we're really banged up, and this is like worst case scenario is dying emergency that we're going to see Will Harris. But that's the thing, right? Like the reason why you keep him is because he's so versatile. The guys Tyler mentioned were could only kind of do one thing, outside or inside. This guy could do a little of everything. That's why you keep him. Versatility is really valuable in today's NFL. Right. And, 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 I, and I the special teams ability. He's a good special teams player, right. too. And, you know, like, that's huge. When, when you look at the bottom of the roster, you, you probably are looking for more versatile guys than a guy that's just strictly an outside corner or strictly just an, a nickel corner because you're a bottom roster, right? Like, you, you want obviously yeah. a guy to do more. So I, I understand that aspect. It's just like, I could be a good nickel corner and good. I mean, I could be, I could list myself as a nickel and outside corner, but not be good at either of them. And that's what Will Harris is. But he's not bad though. That's the thing. If he was really bad at them, he would have been cut. He's, he's like solid. Like I I told you with Tyler against the bills, like, like it wasn't like he was getting burned on every play. No, but like I just don't. I don't think he's a good player. I don't think yeah. he's a good corner. Yeah, well, well, he he wasn't. He's good. a solid. He's not. He's not I, I, bad. I he's not good. He's average. I or think or he's if average. like, or if people yeah. say he's your best corner on the 2022 Lions. Golly, there's no. not a single corner on this roster no. from the 2022 Lions. I'll say I, Jerry I, I, yeah, Jerry Jacobs. He was the best corner on the. And on the I, I agree with that. But Jacobs then, missed half the year because he was. And then if we, if we go out of him, you'll say Mike Hughes. I'll say Mike Hughes is better than Will Harris. But, That's um, fair. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like you said, he's not good anywhere, but he's okay. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we're nitpicking between a bottom of a roster guy. And then, it, like, it's not really much there, If right? you guys want to make an argument about a corner they maybe should have kept over someone, like Khalil Dorsey, he showed a special team's value. You know, he's a veteran in this league. He's played in this league before. Maybe you could have said Starling Thomas over Dorsey if you wanted to kind of bring up that argument. Because I think Will Harris was always safe. I think that last – Two spots are between Gilmore, and I Dorsey, and Thomas. I agree with you. I I, I never really like jeopardized jeopardized Will Harris' spot. Like I always thought he was going to make this roster, even though I thought he was going to make the roster. Doesn't make I doesn't mean I like it. Like I I just I don't know. I thought there's other guys that are better and maybe deserve the spot over him. But at the end of the day, you guys put in perspective. It's not really like he's going to be seeing the field that often. So I don't think there's really much to to worry about there. But I don't know. I like I, I would prefer to Starling Thompson or Chase Lucas over Will Harris, but that again, it's nitpicking at the bottom of the roster. That's fine. You know, Chase Lucas is technically back on your roster. He's on the practice, which squad, is good. You know, which is good. You know, um, obviously Starling Thomas got picked up. That happens. What like? I don't think it's something like. I mean, it kind of hurts a little, but it's not like the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. Like at the end of the day, we're talking about a corner who was probably on the outside looking in or on the inside looking at right on that bubble. Like we're not talking about a stud corner. We're talking no. about a young corner who who showed flashes in camp, but also had a lot of penalties, got beat a couple times. You, like they right. said, Dave Briquette, I think, said he showed off really good in camp, but then his place slowly started to fall off. And then the other guys like Khalil Dorsey started making plays on special teams. And then Gilmore had those picks and all that, you know. So um, and Gilmore, I mean, he's just. I think Gilmore, if he could develop, and he could be, he could be something real good. 
You know, something that's good about this room, too, is that we have all these guys that could play right now, and we don't have to really rely on your Will Harris or Stephen Gilmore. Like, we could really just let these guys kind of crock by a little bit. It's like right. Jordan really likes to say, is like they could sit back, learn the game, you know, yeah. practice. And I think that's good, though, man. I'm really impressed with Stephen Gilmore, what he did in this preseason and then camp in general. So I'm glad they were able to make a roster spot for him. Would have liked, like I said, to keep a Starling Thomas just because I didn't like the chances of losing him. And obviously, we got the worst-case scenario where we did lose him. And then Chase Lucas, too. I didn't really like the chance of putting him on waivers, but it was good that he came back, cleared, and we were yeah. able to bring him back. So that was good. So we got you know a good scenario there. But losing Starling Thompson does hurt a little bit. But like you said, it's not end of the world, but you know it just, it just kind of hurts a little bit because he, he is a young guy and he impressed. Man, I just want to say something. Like, we talked about last year's corners. This year's corners are so much different. Like, you got dog at Brian Branch. You got – he's a ball hawk. You got two ball hawks at safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Kirby Joseph. They both have really good – I mean, bro, like, A.G. could literally disguise covers now. He could do more stuff on defense because these guys know what they're doing versus last year. It's kind of like let's simplify the defense. He could play cover zero if he wants to. He could. He could do whatever he wants. He, I mean, he could play zone now, too. Like, Cam Sutton could play zone. You know, the guys last year couldn't play zone. They were confused. They were getting beat left and right. There was no communication. They were young. So he's like, all right, let's make this defense easy. Just play two-man, cover two, whatever. Now it's like, all right, we, we could do different things. We got versatile guys. We could disguise coverages. We could blitz. We could do a little everything. I'm just, I'm just excited about our secondary. I, I'm, I'm just glad Brad Holmes blew that room up from last year. Like, that was one thing I said that they had to do. I think we all were in agreement. Like, they had to blow up that room. That cornerback room was straight booty cheeks. Yeah, week. it was awful. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was and terrible. Like, they gave Akuda multiple chances. He just didn't work out. They gave Amani some chances. Didn't work out. Mikey, I mean, you know, it's like, all right, let's – Bye, guys. Have a good day. New players come in. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm glad. I like this mix of room that they got there. You know, they got a couple of vets like Camp Sutton, Mosley, and then you got Jacobs, who was showed really big flashes last year. And, you know, especially his first two years, honestly, just being the league. Yeah. And then, you know, you got this young uh, Brian Branch that's could play the nickel. You bring in CJ Garner Johnson, who's, who's playing safety and nickel. Like, talk his shit. I love it, bro. He's like, going to get the players' heads. I swear I'm just is. glad. Like, that was the one thing I really want to see this offseason was revamp this defensive back room. And that that's one thing I'm going to give big props to Brett Holmes. Obviously, we want to see how it looks on the field, but you brought in some established guys here. You brought in Cam Sun. He's he's an established pro. He's been very good in this league. Mosley, obviously, has had some injury history, but, you know, he's been a good pro on the field. C.J. Garner-Johnson, I don't even need to talk about him. You guys know how much I love C.J. Garner-Johnson. So I'm just glad they really revamped this room because, like I said, straight-ass cheeks last year. This and then Mosley, arguably, Mosley, when healthy, he's arguably the best corner on the team. I mean, last year when he was healthy, he was on his way to have a great year. Even Campson, I think Campson a little bit better. I think. But. I think Mosley honestly is is the better like corner, but he's just he's been hurt, right? And your best ability is availability, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this though. I mean, looking at our secondary, they really did turn our weakness to a strength because, yeah, this was our weakness last year and the year before that and the year before that. But this 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 this, this secondary definitely could be a strength and just thinking back, man, just trying to see. On paper, when have we had, ever had a secondary like this? It was when they had Glover, Quinn, Darius Lake, Quandre Diggs, Rashawn Math, Rasheen Math. Mathis, yeah. Thank you, Rasheen Mathis. Um, it was when they were like uh, jeans that had to go. It was when they had those guys. Yeah, 2014 defense, but they had a really good front seven too, so that helped those guy back, the guys back there. So we're, we're, we have to go back to our best defense that we have probably ever had. In the past yeah, decade. other than that, it's always kind of been slaying digs. Like, really. Other guys kind of just come in and out. 
Yeah, you had your DJ Hayden. Um, who else? Uh, Deshaun, Sh- Deshaun Shed. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can keep going, guys, if you want me to. Remember Desmond True Five? We got Desmond happy True about Five. it. The guy didn't even play for us. Justin Coleman. Justin I mean, Coleman. Like, like, I can I, I, I keep going, right? So there, there's there's many guys at that cornerback spot. But, yeah, no, it's 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 refreshing. I think it's – it's a good thing when I'm mad about like we're cutting good players, like you know, right? Like you know, it's a good thing. Like, oh man, it stinks that we could make room for Sterling Thomas. It just shows how deep the room was, and it showed that he was, you know, thought of highly. That he got claimed right away, right when the waiver claims went through. He was, you know, the Cardinals, one of the worst teams last year. They, you know, they placed I mean, a claim on the it. Cardinals too. I feel like the Cardinals are kind of be how the lines were. Was it twenty Campbell's first year? Twenty twenty one. The Cardinals. You look at the roster; it, it's a mess. I but. mean, it might be worse, honestly, if you want to have that conversation. But yeah, it's it's bad. It's dude. not. It's not. They're it's Caleb Williams season for them. I mean, they got who do they have? Joshua Dobbs is their starting. Josh Dobbs or Clayton Tune. So yeah, man, good luck, Cardinal fans. That's gonna be a fun year for y'all. Yeah, their best receiver is Bollywood Brown. I call him Bollywood Brown because he's not Hollywood. I like I like Marquise Brown. I think he's a good player, but he, uh, he, he can't be a wide receiver one. <laughs> I call him Bollywood Brown. So yeah. All right. Um. Safeties, we kind of talked about already. CJ Garner Johnson, Kirby Joseph, Tracy Walker, Fatu Malafanu. No, no shock here. You know, I, I think the safety four spot was interesting, maybe. Like, I think Malafanu was probably the, the front runner to win that spot, though, and, you know, ended up winning it. It's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be one of the IER guys, though, because th- there's been some talk that, you know, he's he's injured right now. Yeah. So we don't know if he could avoid IR or if he's going to be one of the guys that they place on IR because we were talking about, obviously, the running back room. You know, we, we expect them to to add another guy there. So it could maybe be at a Melifonu loss to add a running back on this roster. Or, you know, they also signed Brandon Joseph to the practice squad today. Yeah, right. And man, I liked what I saw from him. Man, I think this kid, I think he's going to play this year on, on the active roster. I really do. Yeah, it could happen. He was, yeah, he had a good preseason. Like, I would be shocked if, if he goes on IR. Hey, Joseph, you're a four safety. Come on up. Oh, probably four safety, maybe. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's possible. I mean, he's the only other guy they have. They didn't bring back who's like a Scott Nelson. I don't think they brought him back yet. So no, yeah, he was just here. Uh, did, did, did they bring back Brady Brees? Not Brady yet. Brady Brees got was he wasn't he waived on an injury settlement? That's Coda. That's Coda. Coda. I thought okay. So so Brees. Can you guys go through the list real quick? The guys they brought back. Yeah. yeah, I got you right here. So on the practice squad. Yeah, let's do that. All right, they got Connor Galvin. Uh, Michael Batchley's actually on the practice squad. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We talk about special teams. Uh, Chase Lucas, Dylan Drummond, Bam Knight, Maurice Alexander, Coyote Oshika, uh, Brandon Joseph, Trevor Nowoski. That's a linebacker and defensive lineman, Chris Smith. Covington got signed to the Chargers practice squad. He was with the Chargers last year, so it's just kind of a familiar thing with them, I guess. Yeah. So that's your. They still have how many guys did you name off right now? I think they have ten uh, right now. I believe they have six more spots. Oh, they also have an international spot where the NFL made an exception. It's Max that, Percher yeah. or Pritcher. I can't say his name. Yeah, that, I but. saw that. So they have six more have spots. Six spots. Yeah. Six spots to the practice squad. Okay, so that, that's interesting. We'll see what they do there. They could be maybe another quarterback there because they don't have a quarterback in the practice squad. So maybe they could do that. Or uh, maybe they had some other guys from this, you know, from from camp, like a Brady Breeze. I could see him going back on the peace card potentially if he if he if he doesn't sign. When it came out on quarterback is, I saw this. I don't know if the lines were one team, but Kellen Mond has interest from multiple teams. He's weighing his offers for a practice squad. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it could be even bringing back like Adrian Martinez potentially. That could happen as well. So, yeah, those guys are good to have for the scout team. They're athletic, um, so they're good to have on your scout team. Did, yeah, no. did Matt Corral get um, claimed or? Matt Corral just actually got waived today, so we'll find out tomorrow what happens with him. He made that initial, but he got waived today. Mm. I mean, I assume he'll probably go unclaimed, but who knows? I think someone could claim him, honestly. Really? Okay. Yeah, he has talent. Okay. All right. Um, special teams. Riley Patterson wins a kicking job. Hunter, long stepper. Jack Fox got daily. Okay. Um, kicker. I think we all thought it was going to be Riley, right? I mean, John Parker Romo. It was, there was an intrigue there. He actually ended up signing with the Bears practice squad, so he went to the enemy side. I, I was cheering for you, John. I was cheering for John Parker Romo. I think the reason why it's kind of like they didn't give him a chance. Like, if these guys don't really give me a chance, why should I stay here? Because yeah. they didn't really give him a chance. No, I, I'm not season. actually faulty John Parker Romo. It's just, you know. I think he's doing best for him. But they brought Badgley back, who, you know, he made all of his extra points, and he was solid, decent as a kicker. I don't know. Riley Patterson scared me a little the other day. He missed an extra point. He wasn't even close on that 52-yarder or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell said he's not worried, but shit, I am. They are because they said (laughs) last year they're actually looking to trade for a kicker, but nothing came to fruition. I believe – yeah, I believe it was a report from Diana Rusi from the Athletics. They're they're worried. Trust me. They were were in on kickers, like, trying to make a trade. And we saw it was – what was it, Monday? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, right? And they were a lot of kickers being shipped to teams. Like, you know, I saw Justin a little Hopkins. lot. Yeah, I, I saw that. So, so the Lions were trying to sign it. They were trying to trade for a kicker? And they were trying to either try it or, yeah, sign one, something like that. Wink. So, I mean, as of right now, it is Riley Patterson. I think. Badgley is on the practice quite a few struggles. Just call yeah. I feel confident Badgley. saying Riley's probably your kicker week one, but. Obviously, things could change, and if he has another bad week, week one, um, it's just the kicking world in the NFL. Like you could be replaced any second, right? Like that's just that's just how it goes. Let's kicking. be honest with Campbell too. If it's fourth and three, and the ball's like on the forty, what is it like the forty yard line or the thirty yard? He's going for it. He's not going to bring in the kicker because the kick doesn't do much. Like you guys know, I'm into analytics. We talked about that last year. It's if you score, you're better off winning the game. Obviously, if you, if you don't convert, it's, it hurts. But you got to think like aggressive. What happens if you you there's only thirty three seconds left on the clock and you you're now that's a one. different situation. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> situation. But you know, last year he actually made the game winning kick to send Jacksonville uh, yeah, to, to, to the, win that playoff game to the divisional round. Yeah, to the divisional they, round. Yeah, they they that huge comeback versus the Chargers. Yeah. It wasn't a long kick, though. It was like, I think it was a 36 yarder, but it wasn't like a long kick. So, Patterson yeah. is good from like, let's say like 45, 40 and 45, 45, 40 in. After that, it's kind of like the dude doesn't really have. Man, he's a hit or miss for me, man. I mean, I don't even know about that, man. I can't, I can't say it's a guarantee. This brother missed the extra point. <laughs> yeah, thank God it's preseason, though, you know? Yeah, thank God it's preseason, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think I'm going to close my eyes every time he lines up. <laughs> Do you feel, I'm not going to a question for you. Do you feel more confident with Riley back there or Austin Cyber last year? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, like, what do you do? I'll take Bobby Riley. I'm not going to lie. I think I'll take Riley too, honestly. Yeah, I'll take Riley. You know when you guys were saying Riley? It reminded me of Calvin. Or, I mean, when Stafford was screaming Riley Reef to come to the line. Oh, yeah, Calvin. 2013. Riley! <laughs> Yeah, that's, man, that, that, that's that's me screaming at his ass when he's he freaking misses. Oh yeah, Malcolm's be like Malcolm's gonna be screaming different. Type, I right? just he's remember like last that. year when we were doing the playback games and it was the Vikings game week three, and I see we see Austin Cyber shot out there. And it's like, 
Malcolm just glides his eyes closed. He misses the kick, throws his head sent to the laptop. Yeah, shit, man. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. I think if you can knock Brad Holmes, he is not. You know, he's tried a million different things in this kick position, but you know, it's it's just it's tough. A lot of teams are going through it too. It's not just the Lions. Like a lot of teams are going through this kicking carousel. But, it's like but I don't know, yeah, care the teams are doing it though, man. Teams the are Browns doing drafted it. a fourth round kicker. The kid is talented, but mentally cut, he's not right? right. He's not mentally right. Like, you know, remember Daniel Carson with the Vikings? They drafted him. He wasn't right, and then he goes. He changes teams, and with the he's now he's one of the best kickers in the league. Yeah, he's dirty Dan now. He's dirty Dan now. So yeah, I mean, it, bro. Sometimes these kickers are just. They need like a fresh star, or you know, they just mentally kicking, they're not right. Kicking is the most mentally game ever. You know, yeah, it's like it if, you, if if you miss one, you have no confidence. Or like if you if you like miss like two, three in a row. Like remember Brett? Fall. Like remember Brett Maher in that Cowboys playoff game last year? He missed four, I think. I mean, like your confidence is to be completely shot after that. Like you can't. Yeah. I mean, he lucky for him, he hit the whole offseason because that was a playoff game, and you know, you, you didn't have to like go next week, but. Yeah, man, it, it's kicking. Kicking's a rough thing, man. It's all. They mental. end up winning that game, or they lose. No, they got killed. I don't know if you say lucky for it, man. Cowboys fans probably hate that dude. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he just signed with the Rams. Today. I say he just got traded or, or signed. He somewhere. signed with the Rams because the the he was with the Saints. The Saints traded for Lutz. They released Maher. Maher agreed to a deal with the Rams. Yeah. So and Lutz went to Broncos. The Broncos, right? What yeah, looks? and then the Saints kept the undrafted kid that looks like a high schooler, but he's really good. He has a strong leg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw even with us last – I mean, obviously, you know, Santoso two years ago. You guys remember that game? That's a mental – that was all mental. Dominic Eberle, I believe stop, his name was. Stop. Yeah, like, Let's you know. talk about these names, man. man. Nate Freeze from 2014. Oh, my God. They drafted that kid. We were so happy. Like, this is our next kicker. Oh, we got a man. kicker. And the guy sucked. And then they yeah. end up signing Matt Prater, like, when he got, like... Yeah, he got, I mean, that boy, Nate uh, Frizz. Alex Henry cost us a game versus the Bills. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. he actually caught us a home playoff game, if you think about it. Yeah, because we would have won the division before We would have won that. the division. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about kickers. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we've been blessed for so many years with having Jason Hansen and Matt Prater. Is that, like... You kind of forget like how it is like when you're in this kicking carousel. So same with the quarterback stuff, right? Like you had Stafford, and thank God golf right now is you playing went well right for to us. Hopefully, yeah. he continues to play well for us. We don't we don't really have issues. Other teams, bro. You, I mean, shit. Like, look at the Colts. Round and around and around and around they go. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Colts they're just going through their thing, man. They they're, the they're, Colts are kind of going the middle. Re, like I don't want to say rebuild, but like a little retool. Yeah, I mean, they, had, they, they had their whole decade of good quarterbacks. I mean, they went from. Peter Manning to Andrew Luck, and they had that that whole phase. Hey, hey I could be him too, bro. Follow you. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I hope he does, man. That'll be good for him, man. He was actually so he was the number one guy on the Colts board. He was their number one quarterback. He was playing Chris Ballard in this whole Jonathan Taylor saga. I mean, I hope it works out. I mean. I think there's I, one I, I person in between it, honestly. I, I personally don't. I, I didn't think he was going to be ready. I don't think he is ready. I think he's just their best option. And it's him or Mitchell. Yeah, either him or Mitchell. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be some growing pains for the Colts. Um, you know, they did trade Gilmore. So they're kind of in that retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, kind of. I saw a report this morning was that they tried to trade Jonathan Taylor to the Dolphins for Jalen Waddle. <laughs> I mean, bro, shoot or shoot. Like, I mean, come on. Brad Holmes asked for Aaron Donald when he traded for 
uh, once Tab when they when they got Stafford. You shoot, bro. There's no. There's doesn't hurt to ask. You're you're probably gonna get a no, but that that's a team I used to respect so much. The Colts. This has been an, a disaster of an offseason for them, in my opinion. But I mean, if they that's could, their problem. If they could have got Waddle for him, that would have been good for them. That would have been phenomenal for him. The Should Dolphins are hanging up their phone, the phone right when they hear that. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I mean, this bear probably laughed. They'd be like, bro, like, let's get serious. So what are you saying to me right now? I thought it was a fantasy football trade. Like, that would have been more realistic than the real thing. <laughs> Even fantasy, bro. He's out for four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it but, I mean, look yeah, at Dolphin. Four, yeah. Look at Dolphin wise. I mean, Waddle is there. He's your number two. Jalen Waddle's a one on a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Waddle goes on his own. Like we got two ones. If he goes to the Colts, he'll be their one. But Waddle's a top ten receiver in this league. Look at Jonathan Taylor. What is Jonathan Taylor? He's a yeah. He's a good top ten team back in the top top five. Yeah, but we talk about receivers are way more valued than running backs. They are. As far as the Dolphins' sake, as far as what would help them win now, what what, what would be a better player to help them win now? Jalen Waddle. I don't think so. I think it's Jalen Waddle. I don't think so. Because you you still have Tyreek Hill. Like, if they didn't have Tyreek Hill, I'll say, yeah, I agree. Nah, I'm I'm kind of with Tyler. I think think you still have Tyreek Hill, but you added Tyreek Hill and Jonathan Taylor back there? If you had nah. Jonathan Taylor with Jalen Waddle, I'm a, I'm with you. But you're not trading Jalen Waddle to a quieter. No, uh, I think Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill are better than Tyree Kill and JT. I agree with that. I don't know. I agree with that. But I don't think, I don't think that makes Tua better. I think it actually does. No, 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 not a dominant running game that guy that could potentially get you two thousand yards. Does it matter? You really have a running back. Do, who who do they have? Would you back? rather have elite running back or elite receivers? I, I mean, it depends. If you already have one elite receiver, I wouldn't mind having an elite receiver and an elite running back, not two elite receivers. That's where we disagree, I guess. I feel like you could play anyone you want running back. As long as they fit the scheme, they're good to go. I feel like wide receivers are different. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I understand that everybody's devaluing the running backs, but I think that running backs are very, very, very important. And it, I mean, it is, but... And that, that is the quarterback best friend. I mean, we've seen with Stafford. Stafford had Calvin Johnson, the best receiver, probably top top three receiver of all time. And we couldn't get, go anywhere. Why? Stafford never had a running game. But the Dolphins have like solid backs. Not like their backs are trash. I know, but are you adding a top three back? We saw Stafford win in LA though with two elite receivers. He had you know, two top, top ten uh, receivers over a top ten running back. I'm taking the top and ten. He receivers. had no run. He had no running game in LA, and he won a Super Bowl. He because had, if Tyreek Hill goes I, down, if one goes down, you're fucked. Yeah, that that is true. That and is then true. you only have John. And they, 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 they lost. They, they did. They gave away chosen, but. I don't know. I think it'll make I think it'll make the game easier for Tua because you you know with having Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill, you're telling Tua, hey, you get throw the ball 30, 40 times. Yeah, you're telling you're that's right. what you're telling Tua. You're telling Tua to throw you the are, ball yeah. 30, 40 times. You are yeah. instead of if you have Jonathan Taylor, you're telling Tua drop back t- uh, 15, 20 times, and we can still blow teams out. So it's it's all it's all a logic. It's a chess game. I mean, <laughs> you can play checkers and yeah, you get all these receivers, but it's a chess game, man. I agree with Peter, though. I think you can win with a lot of different running backs, though. You 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 could, but is it easier to win with the the Jonathan Taylor? I'm just no, saying. I think it's easier to if win. Jonathan Taylor, you can guarantee Jonathan Taylor's gonna be healthy all year, and I will take that all day. I wouldn't. I was. I, I would guarantee Jalen Waddle's full health over over uh, Jonathan Taylor. Me too. It's a passing league, bro. It is That's a passing league, but I'm saying your quarterback is not elite. So Tua's not elite. So what do you have Tyreek Hill or do you have Jonathan Taylor? You have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. You're telling two to throw the ball almost 50 times a game. 
Bro, if you tell any GM that they'd rather have Jalen Waddle or JT, they'll all say Jalen Waddle. Don't it depends on the situation. Nah, it's just, if they don't honestly, have if if, 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 if Jalen Waddle's your number two on that team, you, I mean, yeah, you're losing your number two, but you still have a guy that can get you a thousand yards. So receivers are more important. I know that, but well, what I'm trying to say, will it be less stressful for Tua? No, Tua's I think actually team. Waddle and Tyreek Hill this, make his life easier than a running game. If, does. If this, if this was the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, get all your make all your receivers elite. Patrick Mahomes don't need no goddamn running back. If this was the, the, the Bills, yeah, get all the lines. They don't run the ball. But you're talking about Tua. So what, what I'm trying to tell you is like what I'm trying to tell you. you rather, I think Tua would, is better with two elite would, receivers and elite Would running you rather back. have Tua drop back 20, 15 to 20 times? Or would you have, rather have Tua drop? You, you're making it sound like the run game's invisible. Like you can't run it with anyone. Like you could run with anyone if you have a good offensive line. Yeah. You, you, you can, but you're not going to have that, that success as – don't you could still run the ball though and keep it balanced. Not like I can make an argument that if you take Tyreek Hill or Waddle out, Tua struggles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, take one of those guys Waddle's out. out Waddle's, Waddle's out right now. We'll see how struggling off the the the, the, the Waddle's the, out. Right yeah, he's injured. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know how long term it is, but yeah, he was. I saw that in fantasy. He's injured. So yeah. we'll see how long. We'll see if Tua struggles. Yeah. And right, they, yeah. He does struggle as card because they can't. They might not have a running game because who the hell's back there? Oh, they got Raheem Moser. 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 Yeah. We'll see how he does. Yeah, we can, can run the ball with anybody. Let's see how many yards Raheem Moser. I'm not disagreeing that they should, they need a running back. They need a running back for sure. But you're yeah. not trading Jalen Waddle at the expense of getting a running back. You can get That's a running back without yeah. trading Jalen Waddle. You just told me anybody could do it. So we're gonna see how many yards Raheem Moser gets for them. Okay. These the next few games. I mean, their running back was solid last. Their running game, I think, was solid last year. I don't think it was awful. It's okay. It's yeah, their O line okay. is trash, though. Their O line is not that good. If it's between being having an okay running game than having a guy that's going to get you potentially get you over two thousand yards. So you would entertain the thought of trading Jalen Wall for JT? Yeah, you have to, you already have Tyreek Hill. That's oh, crazy. no right? hell. Yeah, no. that's crazy. My no, you know Tyreek is like twenty nine. Waddle's like twenty two, twenty three years old. Ah, uh, hell no. <laughs> wait, wait, how, wait, how is this? Is what's going on? Waddle just got drafted one twenty one. No, but wait, wait, but how old was his name? JT? Tyreek, I think is twenty eight or twenty nine. He's 20 or 29. Didn't he just yeah. get drafted a couple years ago? Tyreek's no, Tyreek. No, Tyreek. that's Tyreek. Oh, you, 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 oh, talking about, he's talking about Tyreek. About Tyreek. He's saying Jalen's going to be his replacement, basically. Gotcha. Tyreek is 29, gotcha. and Waddle gotcha. is... Oh, he's like 24, gotcha. 23. Waddle is... Let's see. Um, Hang on. No, I know, I know Waddle's young. He just got drafted. Waddle is 24. I'm talking about JT. I'm talking about JT. JT's probably what? Yeah, he's young. So he got drafted. This is going to be his fourth Here's year. the thing, though. If you, if you like... Would you rather pay JT elite money or Jalen Waddle? I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking about winning. I'm not thinking about paying people right now. But you I'm have thinking to. About, I'm, it's, it's I'm, I'm thinking about who's gonna. If, if all right, who gonna help me? Who could help me if, if I feel like my team is ready to win now? Who can help me win right now? I think Jalen Waddle is better option than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and then you also got to look at what 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 will make it easier for Tua. I think. I mean, receivers <laughs> makes it easy for him. Honestly, yeah. what happened? I think it make having two elite receivers makes it fun and elite for or it, makes it easy for him too. It it does, but you can't even drop back more. You got you got no double cover because if Tyreek and whoever the hell is the other wide receiver, you're gonna put all your attention to Tyreek Hill, and obviously it's you yeah, just play two much. man. You just play two man, and that, I mean every team is gonna do that. They're gonna play uh, cover four or two man. You want to play two? No man, team, just no down the middle. Then that's what you're gonna have to do. But you take away the deep. <laughs> you take away the deep. I'm saying no team is gonna play the Miami Dolphins with one safety, one safety high. That's not happening. I mean, last year teams played them two man, and Tyreek Hill was still running past like. 
I mean, that's the, I mean, that's your best Same option. Same with Jalen Waddle. So, like, that, it's actually hard to defend him. That, that's your best option. You got to press him, in my opinion, try, try to jam him on the line of scrimmage. That's but now you have Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Now, now teams are going to have to sack the box. Now you can't. That's, too what, that's why you acquire Jonathan Taylor a different way if you want to do that. You don't yeah, they want to take Jonathan Taylor, but they're like, yeah. you're not touching Jalen Waddle. Like, yeah, you don't trade Jalen Waddle to get him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Jalen Waddle should be untouchable, in my opinion. Like, he's a guy where you don't, just, I, you don't trade. He's, he's damn near there. Yeah, I agree. This is a good conversation, though. Um, I know this obviously steered away from the Lions talk, but I think it was good. It's good to have. Talk, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Good philosophy, obviously, different approaches. Um, right. You know, it is what it is. But I think that's going to be a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed this 53 man roster. And then obviously, stay tuned. Next week, we got Lions Chiefs game preview. So that's going to be Let's go. very We're exciting. Have injury reports, right, Tyler? Injury hopefully reports. the Chiefs injury report is like pretty neat, you know? Yeah. We're, we're, hopefully we don't have to hear that Undertaker uh, dungeon music anytime soon. Um, and, you know, we could just. Uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be disappointed if there's a lot of guys on that damn report. Oopsies man. are going to be back. Hopefully we have no oopsies, but we'll see. Oopsies, ballers, they're all going to be back, man. Prediction uh, locks. Locks of the weeks are going to be back. Oh, man. We got a lot of stuff oh, coming this oh. week. Peter, are you ready for lock of the week? Yes, I'm ready this year. Trust me, I'll be ready this year. Peter's <laughs> been studying all off <laughs> Go call it a comeback. Hey, all I know is that was good with the Lions against the Sprite. Here so was crowned the champion for Lions pick. So there is that. Locks of the week are hard, man. Fuck locks of the week. <laughs> all right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoy. I'm gonna ask you one more time to leave a five star review. It's always much appreciated. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Like Tyler said, man, leave a review. We appreciate all the support. And I can't wait to talk about the cheese next week. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.